Have you ever wondered about the local horror stories of your hometown? Stories that you never thought would ever be heard about, talked about, or maybe you didn't even know that they existed? Well, I most certainly have. Tyler, Texas, 1878. The star building of our very first episode, the McClendon House, is built by Maddie and Harrison Whitaker. Today, we travel to my own city of abodement in the first episode of a podcast where we delve into the uncommon scary stories of towns from across the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Allie Whitaker. Welcome to Hometown. I guess I should start by going back in time just a little bit more and explaining the history of the site. The land that was used as the location for the marvelous two-story, nine-room house, formerly known as the Bonner Whitaker McClendon House, was owned by Judge M. H. Bonner. He owned one parcel, or 40 acres, of land on the corner of West Houston Street and South Vine Avenue. Then, when his oldest daughter, Maddie Bonner, married Harrison Whitaker, he gave the newlyweds two acres of his land. It was upon that land that the not-so-humble abode would stand for over 140 years. The house itself became a spectacle for Tyler residents, with its New York-style wallpapers, light fixtures, furniture, and decorations. Parties were quite commonly held at the Whitaker household, as Maddie and Harrison were excellent party hosts, for in my opinion, obvious reasons. Suddenly, five years after the completion of the house, Maddie died from an unknown cause at the age of 38, leaving behind her husband and child. She had had two children, but one passed away after only a year of life. After five years, Harrison remarried and relocated his new family to Beaumont, Texas. After this, the house was sold to Maddie's younger sister, Annie, and her husband, Sidney McClendon. Together, the two of them raised nine children, the youngest of whom was Sarah McClendon. After her parents and all but one of her siblings had passed away, Sarah donated the house and started the restoration and preservation process in 1981. In 1984, Tyler recognized the McClendon House as a Tyler Historic Landmark, and in 1988, the house opened to the public. The rest is history, or rather, the present. So, why am I talking about some old house in the middle of East Texas on a podcast that's supposed to be about scary stories, not history? Rumor has it that the McClendon House is haunted by at least two ghosts, a young child and Sidney McClendon himself. I was able to find first-hand accounts of interactions with both spirits, one from a series of emails with author T.M. Simmons and the other one from an online article in the Patriot Talon, a college newspaper. However, I must be honest in the fact that, as I'm recording this, 
there isn't much information about either of the spirits or any other supernatural beings that may reside in the McClendon house. After I had read an account of paranormal writer T.M. Simmons having visited the house and saying definitively that it was haunted, I emailed her asking about what spirits were present. However, due to the amount of people there, she told me that she wasn't able to speak with multiple spirits. With this in mind, she was able to communicate with one. Quote, a small child, end quote, she described in her email. She stated that she, quote, did talk to it, and we had some interactions communicating otherwise, end quote. She also stated that the upstairs smelled of smoke. It should be here that I mentioned that an arsonist broke in in 1981 and set fire to the house. Crazy jerk. The other account was reported to the University of Texas at Tyler's online newspaper, The Patriot Talon. Whitney Harrington said that she had a conversation with the ghost of an old man while visiting the famous historic home. Harrington saw a portrait on the wall and, quote, was surprised to see it was Sidney McClendon, the husband of Annie and the father of Sarah, that she had spoken to. Unfortunately, that is the only information I was able to find about spirits in the McClendon house. So, let's quickly look at why some might say that this historic house is haunted. First, the house is 140 years old, and yet, due to restoration, looks almost perfect. It's quite uncanny. In fact, this can be proven with a version of the very popular Uncanny Valley, which shows that the more something looks familiar, the more we like it, until something is almost exactly perfect. At that point, the graph shows a very deep and sharp decline, followed by an equally sharp incline, with perfect familiarity being as high as the graph goes. Secondly, the house has been home to two or three generations, meaning that many things have happened in the house. A common horror trope is a family that previously lived in a house, somehow cursing said house. The reason for this is because we're naturally afraid of the unknown. You don't always know what happened behind the closed doors of the family that lived in your house before you did. Thirdly, and finally, there is a hidden room within the house that has no entrance. The purpose of this room is unknown. Why would anyone need a room that had no entrance. What was the purpose for the room and the lack of a door to said room? Unfortunately, we may never know. I've lived in Tyler for over a decade of my life. There will always be a part of my heart that calls it home. Discovering that such an iconic house could possibly be haunted was extremely surprising to me and has inspired me to look into other stories like it. But, for now, I leave you with this. However large or small your native city is, there are surprising stories from the past that may even contain supernatural qualities. After all, 
you never know what you can find in your own hometown. This podcast was written and directed by me, Ali Whitaker. If you have any suggestions on stories I should cover next, feel free to let me know by sending me a voice message. It really helped me out in making sure that you get the content that you want. Thank you all so much for listening.